At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide life-saving equipment to first responders. We make our subs differently because our subs can make a difference every day. That's why we're bringing back our daily medium sub special. Enjoy a different handcrafted medium sub at a special price for every day of the week. From Meatball Monday to Italian Sunday. Get it for a limited time, only at Firehouse Subs. Tap the banner now to start your pickup order. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. And welcome in, everybody. This is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I am your host tonight, Scott Kennedy, along with my co-host over Chad on Jensen. Side, Zach Kelberman. No, I'm not. Z- Chad Jensen. Believe I it am. Or not. One of us has to rock the glasses in, in Chad's absence, so I, I took up that mantle myself, Scott. I like to say I love the line from Fifty First Dates when he's you know introducing himself again to uh, Drew Barrymore, and he says, "Sorry, I'm not better looking." So. Um, you know, we could do this. We could go oh. with the glasses a little bit. This is what I do when the bags under my eyes get a little out of control, but they're they're pretty bad. I know there's there's only so much you can do when you, you know, start getting close to half a century. On that note, Zach, uh, welcome in. How are you doing tonight, my friend? I don't know why I'm losing my voice, it sounds like, but I'm doing pretty well because the Broncos had a big day, Scott. The Broncos got some help on defense. They have some players returning. The Broncos are getting healthier, and I love to see it. Yeah, you you start you, the, the news started coming in fast and furious furious this morning, really before you know the 9 a.m. people were starting to wake up because we had just gotten done with Broncos for breakfast about 8.30 Mountain Time, and all of a sudden the news is starting to come in that hey, they've signed uh, Joe Schobert, linebacker. And we just talked about that. Do you go after him or do you go after Alexander Johnson? Uh, and we had some, I had some thoughts on that. I'm like, you know, the familiarity with Alexander Johnson might not be a positive. We don't know that for sure, the dynamics in the locker room. Um, and then uh, Randy Gregory comes off the pup list. That is outstanding news. And I was so caught up in that. I titled this thing defense. I didn't even see that Billy Turner came off the pup list as well. So uh, two important pieces that you were counting on that you brought in as sign at right tackle and edge, uh, two positions you needed some some help. And, you know, after the weekend, I think right tackle is a place we, we could use a little more competition. And then an injury to Jonas Griffith that could keep him out a month or so and bring in a very serviceable veteran linebacker, former pro bowler, still relatively young at 28 years old. Unless you look over at PFF, they call him 31. I'm going with uh, football reference on this one that says he's uh, 28 and change. Uh, And Joe Schobert. So it's been a very busy day, Zach. 
it's a nice dose of good news, you know, on the injury front, considering the Broncos have been just crucified by the bug, you know, losing Tim Patrick to Mary A. Crockett, Jonas Griffith. It's nice that we're getting back uh, or the Broncos. I hate saying we to pet peeve of mine on a podcast. I'm not employed by the Broncos. Mm-hmm. I don't play by the, for the Broncos, but yeah, you're getting back your starting edge rusher. You're getting back your right tackle, which I'm so happy about because Scott, Chad and I lamented on our radio show earlier today, Right tackle is a problem. Calvin Anderson at right tackle is a bigger problem. He was seam-rolled against the Cowboys' defensive front, and he's by far and away the weakest link. So the sooner Billy Turner gets back in the lineup, the better. Yeah, I'll use the royal we when we're talking about it, you know, when I start talking about all of us, you know, like, you know, we're, ex- you know, we're watching, we're excited, that type of thing. But I, I get it. I still... I, I still have trouble saying we, even when it is the team I'm rooting for again. Uh, so I, I, I understand it. You'll hear me say we in, in a different area. Um, so again, going to Joe Schobert, what do you think he's bringing to the table? You know, again, there's a, you can look at the raw data. Um, you know, what I, I think is interesting is, you know, he's a, he's a high dollar guy. Um, not necessarily for the Broncos because he's already been paid $12 million for the 2022 season uh, through various signing bonus. He counts as about $10 million of dead cap money on the Jacksonville Jaguars and about two on the Pittsburgh Steelers. So he's already been compensated $12 million. So in theory, he could be your most expensive linebacker right now. You just don't have to pay for it. He's also your best linebacker in coverage, at least a pure inside linebacker. And that's what they were missing when they converted Baron Browning to edge. But you're getting a guy. First of all, great move by George Payton. It's August 15th. And off the scrap heap, you're picking up an 80-game starter and a former pro bowler in Joe Schobert, who's good against the pass. I mean, he has like 400 solo tackles, 10 forced fumbles, 11 sacks. I think I memorized his stats by writing the article earlier today. But he's done it all. I mean, he's a tackling machine. Again, he's... His bread and butter is coverage, and I'll say it. I feel like every single podcast for three years straight, I've been saying the following sentence. The Broncos have not had a coverage linebacker that wins consistently since Danny Trevathan. And Joe Schobert, though he's no one's idea of a long-term perennial all-pro, he's definitely better than Alex Singleton, and he's definitely better than Justin Sernat. So I like this move a lot, and I think he'll end up starting next to Josie Jewell when it's all said and done. And that will be, will be interesting to watch. Uh, I want to say hello to some folks that have come in the chat here. Um, it's It's been rolling pretty quick. We had our first super coming in. Jay Kemp comes in. This is even Zach and Scott. We're at the return of Billy Turner. Can he win the right tackle spot over Calvin Anderson? God, I hope uh, so. He better. Yeah, I. Uh, there was a question I missed this morning. It was about Graham Glasgow. You know, how did you, how did you think? What do you think about Graham Glasgow? And my thought was pretty much going right to left across the line it went from it it got better calvin calvin anderson was okay graham glasgow was pretty good he looked like a former starter veteran right guard center was okay left guard left tackle were poor uh you know going across the line of scrimmage so i thought graham looked okay and i think billy turner and tom compton were brought in to compete for the starting spot and calvin anderson right now is a break break glass in case of emergency uh, and Jay also came in with a super. He says, I appreciate the articles, streams, etc. I live outside of Philly, really working hard at football camp. So I can't catch a lot of these live, but I'm always watching. We're working out. Well, you know, I, I'm usually listening to something fast and angry, but you know, that, that qualifies as that a lot of the time too. So, you know, if you need to get a, a good pump going or get psyched up, 
you know, Zach can do that for you because, you know, he's he's definitely on the fast and angry side. Jay, appreciate you coming in uh, yellow here with your with your super chat. Yeah, appreciate you, Jay. And uh, I'll say this pretty calmly. Billy Turner better win that right tackle competition because he has the experience with Nathaniel Hackett and Justin Allen. They brought him in to pretty much start. They never, I don't think they anticipated his knee continuing to bug him. That's why they had to rely on Calvin Anderson. But, you know, cut down day is tomorrow, Scott. They have to cut, I think, four more players now since they released Ben Braden with an injury designation. So I wonder which of those tackles is the first to go. I think it might be Cameron Fleming, but if it's Calvin Anderson, I'm not going to cry. Yeah, and I feel a little bad saying it, but it's like if I saw a player when I was watching and I didn't really recognize his name and he wasn't doing well, I didn't even bother committing him to memory. I'm like, okay, he's he's gone. You know, he's I was like, okay, who's going to be cut from this team? I'm like, it was, you know, one of these guys that was playing in the third quarter that was terrible. You know, he's the one that's been gone. What I don't I don't even remember him. I'm not going to bother. I don't have room in my brain for that anymore. Uh, Dylan Van Ark's coming in, saying what's up, Broncos country. Make sure you hit that like button on the way in and subscribe if you haven't already. Very, very good advice and uh, help us out. We got 12 on Facebook already, which is a, a good number coming in. And the, the numbers are climbing. We, uh, you know, we're, we're hovering around, uh, around 200 already, and those numbers keep going up as the pod comes in because of people like you liking and sharing. And if you saw the tweet, hit retweet on that too. Get as many Broncos fans as you can in here. Uh, Diamond Rattler saying, boom, let's ride. And Ethan come in, has a question. Uh, Ethan, uh, damn it. Damn it. Or did he just trick me into saying, you know, bad damn word? it, I Ethan. Know. I don't know. I always think of, uh, you know, Bill Cosby's, you know, he's, he thought his name was GD and his brother's name was Jesus Christ, you know, because his dad was always yelling at him. But anyway, it says, how dynamic of a pass rush are you thinking Gregory and Chubb are going to be? Interesting. I mean, What's the ceiling of these two? You know, if, 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 if everything, if everything just lines up perfectly, Zach, how good can this pass rush be off the edge? Well, I, I want to quote MJ for a second. The roof is the ceiling for these two. I really do believe the sky is the limit. Any, any sort of cliche you want to use. I mean, from by all the counts, we're seeing the pre-injury version of Bradley Chubb in training camp. And even today in practice, he was giving the tackles problems. He was bull rushing. He looks like he's motivated in a contract year. And uh, he's some player that's, that could break out for sure. And Gregory, if they get him and keep him healthy and he'll stay out of trouble with suspensions, you're getting, I believe at least a 10 sack floor. So dynamic, you're seeing that play out already in the Broncos defense, even without Gregory and Chubb out there on the field Saturday, because you're getting the pass rush finally from your front three or front four, the defensive line owned the trenches. They blew everyone back off the ball. And that's been a continuing theme this summer from Draymond Jones to Deshaun Williams, Mike Purcell, Awuzarike. That line is going to be more dynamic, which allows the linebackers to be more dynamic. And uh, Chad Jensen coming in, a newer name to the podcast. Welcome. Coming in. <laughs> be sure to stick around. Says, holding it down, the, uh, the deacon filling in for one of the priests. Uh, doing my best. Big shoes to fill in Chad Jensen. So, just just doing my best. I'm better in small doses. Of course, you know, you'll see me a lot here recently with uh, Broncos for Breakfast coming back on Monday and filling in. I'm like, I'm going to have four pods in about 25 hours for Denver Broncos. You know, who'd have thunk it? Gary Leeds Palmer coming in. Says, good evening, Zach and Scott. Great day for the Broncos. Let's ride. And it is. Uh, how does this feel, Zach? You know, it's like all this positivity. Yeah. 
As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. Had a great game, great showing, some players stepping up, some good news on a Monday. You know, it's, do, do you know how to react to this? You know, to act like you've been there before? Is this good? Are you you're okay? I haven't been here before. We talked about it yesterday. I haven't had much to be excited about in my time covering the Broncos, but it feels good. You know, it feels really good. The Broncos coming off a dominant victory. And not only that, Scott, like we talked about last night, the bigger takeaway is that the Broncos are finally competent. That's the only word that you can land on because it's the truth. That quarterback, that head coach, the coaching staff, all the way around, the Broncos are competent once again, and it's making them more fun to watch. So I'm feeling really good. Yeah, and see, being a growing up in Atlanta, and you know, having family in Cleveland—that's where I was born. When things start going well, you get really, really nervous. What is about to go wrong? When's that shoe gonna drop? Oh God! I mean, even the 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 Braves are up six to nothing in the in Game Six with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. And me and my friend are like, "How are they gonna screw this up?" You know, we're texting back and forth. I'm like, "We're screwed." This thing's and it's like. It makes it hard to enjoy it in the moment. You have to just take it in afterwards. But the Denver Broncos are more of one of those alpha franchises. I would think the old school Denver Broncos fans get that feeling before they got the monkey off the back, you know, with uh, with, with a few of the Super Bowl losses where you just felt like, man, it's it's never going to happen. And then when it does, then you, you turn that corner and, and things are things are really good. Uh, turning the corner, Lawrence Rivera says, Woohoo, guys, how should we start planning for the next game coming up? At this point, Lawrence, you're not really necessarily planning for your opponent. You're still working on you. Um, you're not going to scheme. How am I going to stop? I'm not sure who they're I'm, honestly, that's how little planning I've done. Who, who do the Denver Broncos have coming up? Buffalo. Buffalo. Okay. That's right. Um, that'll be a good test. Buffalo is a good team, but you're not scheming. And watching film on the Buffalo Bills and scheming how to stop them. You are working right. on your schemes. You are working on your defense. You're trying to evaluate your players to get down from that down to that 80 and see who where I need to get fit, where I might need some help. So and you know, it's an old cliche, you know, we're gonna worry about us. And that's always true, but in this case, it's like 99% true. You're not worried about what the Buffalo Bills are doing. So what are you doing uh, to prepare for your next game? Let's let's get Randy Gregory healthy. He won't. I won't. We won't see him in the preseason. But you're preparing him. You're preparing Billy Turner. How quickly will we see uh, Joe Schobert on the field? You're preparing him. But you're worrying about you, Lawrence. You're not worrying about Buffalo. Yeah, that's pretty perfectly said. I fully agree. It's like you know, it's it's not 
you, it's me. That's what the Broncos are saying right now for the time being. And you know how they're going to start planning for the next game by doing what they did today, which is getting, like Scott said, Brandy Gregory back on the field, Billy Turner back in the fold or working these players in. And Joe Schobert already got first string reps on defense and inside linebackers. So yeah, it's not about game planning to stop the Bills backup quarterback or their third string running back. It's your backup quarterback and your third string running back and how your players look in a different situation. Yeah, and, and we talked a lot about it last night. In fact, glowingly, gushingly about just the crispness and the communication and the preparedness of the team. Does every play work? No. Do they beat you sometimes? Yes. But the pre-snap stuff, uh, the clock management, all of those things look really, really good. So you're still worrying about stuff like uh, like that. Michaela coming in, the Duchess coming in, um, coming in green today. She says... What do you guys think about the new signing and, and linebacker Joe uh, Schobert? Uh, and that's how I actually didn't look up. It is Schobert, not like Scobert or something like that. Do we know? Do you know? Yeah, it's Schobert. Okay, Schobert. Okay, like Sherbert, except it's a Schobert. Um, I like the, the numbers and the pedigree are good. You know, you got a hard-nosed kid out of Wisconsin. Um, he is play Again, I look at somebody typically, and you say – you know, try not to be biased. No such thing. Everybody's biased. Well, I'm biased towards the AFC North. I see Baltimore Ravens. I think Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I usually like what they do and how they coach their players up. However, the Steelers weren't the Steelers of old last year. They had the worst run defense in the NFL last year, which is uh, uncharacteristic. Mm. So, you know, that he has started, you know, 15 games last year for the Steelers. It's not, you know, the Greg Lloyds of the world that, that's coming in. However, um, former pro bowler, very active, very durable, knock yes. on wood, um, has played a bunch of games, still relatively young at 28. That's uh, the prime for most linebackers if they've, they've stayed injury-free. That, again, you're getting competency coming in with some, you know, 100-plus tackles, 15 games coming from, I'll take a guy that's played for Mike Tomlin. Uh, play defense for Mike Tomlin's act. That's to me, that's one of my biases. I'm a huge fan Same. of Mike Tomlin and Same. what the Steelers typically do on defense. Yeah, uh, that's a really good point about him being durable. I'm looking at his stats right now, and uh, he's played since in 2017, started 16 games, 2018, 13 games, 2019, 16 games, 2020, 16 games, and last year, 15 games. For a Broncos team that's racked by injury consistently and just lost an inside linebacker, uh, that's someone that you like to have. And just what he does, uh, being so uh, such a dual threat, if you want to call him that, as an inside linebacker, when he made the Pro Bowl in 17, he had 144 combined tackles. He co-led the NFL in that category. And he has a bunch of, uh, you know, he had 30 pass deflections. He has 11 sacks. 661 combined tackles overall, 406 of which were solo, 23 tackles for loss, 26 quarterback hits. Like I said, you lost a guy. It's August 15th off the scrap heap in the middle of the summer. You're getting a former pro bowler. It's hard to not like this move. So it seems like he was used a little more aggressively in Cleveland. Um, you know, he kind of made his name with the Browns where he got that big contract with the Jaguars. Because uh, you look at the quarterback pressures his his last three years in Cleveland, and it was 15, 18, 12 uh, for pressures. That's really good for an inside linebacker. And then it goes to 10, and then it goes to 5. So I watched Alex Singleton blitz on a delayed blitz come up the middle. Um, 
you know, how much could we see Joe Schobert do that? We wouldn't have seen it last year. There wasn't any type of, uh, here it is. He came up on, uh, came up on Twitter. Someone says, dynacism is the, the word you're looking for. I'm like, yeah, I, I know the word. I just can't say it live. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's A little bit more attacking out of my inside linebackers at times. And we're going to see that with this defense. That much I'm sure of. And this is a player that has had a lot of success going forward getting into the offensive backfield. So uh, again, a little bit more depth, a little bit more insurance, a little bit more competency and get well, Jonas. I'm a big fan. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Uh, but this makes you feel a little better about letting him. Maybe you take an extra week, Zach, you know, and if, if he needs like, okay, he's close. You know what? We're going to give you an extra week. We're, we're okay at the position. Now we want to make sure you're hundred percent before we throw you back out there. I think the Broncos, if he's not ready for week one, they can save Griffith for week two. I think it's the Texans, right? I mean, that's that should be pretty much a layup right. for the Broncos. Week three. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy-efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. Against the Niners, though, that running game, Kyle Shanahan, the MHH meet and greet. I'd like Jonas Griffith to be playing in that game. But, you know, Chase Wellner, real quick, makes a good point. Remember when Broncos fans wanted to sign uh, Schobert for huge money? I won't complain about a discount. Now, Chase, full disclosure, I was one of those guys. I've been wanting a dynamic inside linebacker for so long. I also wanted Corey Littleton on a big money deal. I kind of eat that now because the Broncos got – Schobert for I'm assuming is a one-year deal for you know low guarantees or something close to the vet minimum so can't hate on it at all you know like I said someone else is footing the bill for him he's already True. been paid you know when you look at dead cap that's money the reason why it's a dead cap money is because he's already been paid that money in the form of bonuses so he counts 12 million dollars in dead cap right now on two different teams that means flat out he has already been paid 12 million dollars for 2022 Someone else has paid it, paid him already to come play for you. Thank you, thank you. I, I I'll get him for you know relative uh, nothing. It's and, and I learned all that stuff by watching how poor the Atlanta Falcons handle the uh, the salary cap and looking at you know Julio Jones who is getting he's already been paid like twenty two million dollars for this season. Yeah, I, I'll take a million two million dollar deal to go play with Tampa Bay. I've already been paid twenty two million dollars. Thanks. Uh, and Colby, just to finish up um, Colby's nose, he said, I was getting worried we needed those guys ready for, for game one, um, how it was great news. And in that case, he's speaking of uh, Billy Turner and Randy Gregory. And, you know, we, we hemmed and hawed just a little bit about uh, the pup list. Again, what the hell does it even mean two weeks ago if you can activate them at any given time and it doesn't really, they don't count. I, I still don't understand what it, what it meant, why it mattered. Uh, but it does start to matter now. And coming off the list is a very, very good sign uh, heading into uh, the second preseason game. 
Yeah, they don't need him right now, but I would really submit that they need Billy Turner for week one, if only because that Seattle defense and playing in prime time, playing at home and playing against Russell Wilson, they're going to probably pull out all the stops and maybe somewhat dirty to get to Russell Wilson and to make him pay for leaving Seattle. I I want the best five blockers on the field, and Calvin Anderson is not the best right tackle, so Billy Turner needs to be playing in week one. I, I agree, and uh, again, um, you brought in two guys to compete for that spot. Um, you don't necessarily want to have to go for the third. Uh, Phil McLaughlin coming in saying, good evening, Zach and Scott. Let's ride. Thank you for the stars, my friend. Always with the support. Um, very uh, very helpful to the show. Help keep the lights on and uh, keep my forehead good and shiny and you know keep the spot on, uh, on, on Zach, the top of Zach's head. So thank you very much. Um, Let's see. Uh, Nathaniel Noble has come in here. Uh, how do I pronounce your name? Uh, that's a very different name for me, you know, when you're talking about Zach and Scott. So apologies. But he's had, it looks like he's had some insight and is a big Showbert fan because uh, when he was starting, he said he just turned 28. And I'm, I'm looking at here on PFF and he says 31. So um, I know he seems to be very happy, but he has also talked about that he that Schobert already has a place in Colorado before playing for the Broncos. So uh, very good news. Garley's Palmer follows up too. He says he loves Colorado. He lives here. Um, how much do you think we might see him this week? You know, you want to you, you typically want to try and protect your veterans, but you know he hasn't been with the Broncos at all. Right. So against the Bills, do you think we'll get a good look at uh, at Schobert or at least a look at Schobert? Yeah, I say, you know, I'm, I'm all about resting the player, the starters and the high level backups, but Schobert needs the reps at this point because Alex Singleton, his competition has been with the Broncos the entire offseason. He knows the playbook and Schobert's only been here now less than a day. So, yeah, come by Saturday, I think he'll play a quarter or so, maybe a half just to give him some experience in the defense and hopefully he stays healthy. So one of the the conversations going on in the uh in the chat right now and i like to kind of keep up with what's going on it it, it gets a, a little harder sometimes when you're also live but a little albert okawebenom uh conversation going on right now and uh jake kozad comes in and says i still think they might trade albert O. uh your thoughts on the possibility of that happening zach i don't i don't I just don't feel it. I don't feel like it's in the Broncos' future. And the only way it would be, I feel like, Scott, is if they had a ready-made full-time replacement. And I just don't think Dulcich is there yet. And I don't think Eric Saubert is that guy or Eric Tomlinson. If Saubert was healthy and a little more pro-ready, then I can see maybe Alberto being trade bait. But he's still, when he's on, guys, I know he had a bad game Saturday. We talked about it. He looked like... He didn't want to be out there, quite frankly. But when he's on, he is a legitimate seam-busting weapon for Russell Wilson. And you need one more of those when you lose another one like Tim Patrick. So I wouldn't jump ship on Alberto just yet. And I definitely wouldn't do it until Dulcich is ready to go full-time. Yeah, and and it might be a year before Dulcich is ready yeah. to go. You know, he he's, he's behind right now. He was coming in probably, you know, a little behind as a tight end anyway. Uh, but when you're talking about, and then he's, he's been injured, so he hasn't really been able to get up to speed all the way. But, okay, what is the biggest problem with Albert Okawebenam? Flat out. What's the, what, what, do you, what do you think of his biggest problem? Inconsistency and in injuries. Those okay. two things. That's, that's different. I, you know, um, 
that does become a little bit more of a problem because you know typically most people i, I kind of thought you were gonna say it was blocking that's um and in this case if i've got a pass catching tight end i can worry uh, the blocking thing that is almost a mentality you know with his size and his strength if you're not blocking it's because you don't want to <laughs> um you know when it comes to i'm not talking about taking on you know one of the bosa boys coming off the edge or miles garrett i don't i, I want him and a, a tackle you know double team in one of those guys but I'm, I'm talking about you know getting in somebody's way uh you know sealing the edge in reverse to a little bit that finding somebody that can do that isn't that hard um Finding somebody that has the physical tools that Albert Okawebenam has with the the length, the size, and the speed is hard. Uh, It is hard to find somebody that can be a weapon in the passing game like he can. That said, as Zach has just said with the injuries and inconsistency, sometimes we refer to guys like that or the quarterback with the big arm where it can't all come together. We call them coach killers because – I'm going to be the one, I'm going to be the coach that's going to get the best out of this guy. And sometimes it just never happens. It never clicks for him. This is the time right now for Albert Okawebenam to step up. And it's still early. He still has plenty of time for that to happen. Um, Zach, one more thing on this, and I'll turn it back over to you. Um, Nathaniel Hackett speaks glowingly about everybody. So when he said, yeah, Alberto started a little slow. We threw a bunch at him. That that was almost damning for him, um, you know. So, but then he he works up the praise for him. You know, where is he now, and where do you think he can finish the season? Well, anyone who missed the radio show earlier today, Miss Chad was really emotional. I don't mean like outwardly, but just he had he was really passionate. Is the better word about Alberto and the game he had on Saturday? I think Chad said he was disgusted by his performance because he let up that sack on the quarterback that didn't help the quarterback back up. I mean, I get it. Everyone has a bad day, but you know, you mentioned coach killer Scott and listen, Mm -hmm. Albert O is never going to be a premier blocker. Let's call a spade a spade Mm -hmm. right now. He's always going to be a pass catcher first. So it's up to the coaching staff to know that, and to realize that and to put that in action on game days. And this is the problem I had with the previous coaching staff, uh, Pat Shermer. He would continue to try to mash a square peg in a round hole. So he would make Alberto a blocker, for example, or he wouldn't boot out Drew Locke. I mean, these are the simple things that coaches can do to make a player better and make the offense better as a whole. So if Hackett is worth his weight in gold, as we all think he is, then he won't have Alberto ideally being out there one-on-one in a blocking situation. Right. And, or, you know, no more than, okay, can I get to the second level and shield somebody off? You know, if, I, or if I'm going to she's yeah. my length. I just have to get in their way. Right. I don't have to pancake guys. I just need to get in their way a little bit. We talked a little bit about that, about wide receivers. You know, I'm, I'm willing to forgive a wide receiver who's not a great blocker if he's a dynamic pass catcher. That pendulum swings a little bit more towards, I need more blocking out of my tight end. They play closer to the line of scrimmage for sure. But it still isn't necessarily depending on which tight end or the package. You don't. You're not going to have the total package in there. You know. I, I think of what better example than than Shannon Sharp. You know, Shannon Sharp was one of the best catch pass catching tight ends in history. He was a jumbo wide receiver. Hell, in today's age, he'd be like a normal size wide receiver. The guys have gotten just huge. 
you know, you didn't have him on the field because, you know, I wanted him taking on ends or going after middle linebackers, but he was serviceable. And then everything else he brought to the field as a pass catcher made him a Hall of Famer. Um, you know, who is a Hall of Famer in our book? It's the brainstorm coming in. He says, I'm just happy to have players wanting to play for the Broncos. And thank you, Wilson. We had a we had a long conversation in here. Uh, the guy wrote paragraphs in the comments after the fact, talking about Aaron Rodgers when it looked like, uh, you know, it was Aaron Rodgers was the number one target and how you might be able to get better free agent signings because you've got a quarterback like this. You've got a different people willing to come in and play on one-year deals that are looking to make, to be on a contender. These guys aren't, the same guys aren't signing for the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Detroit Lions when they have a chance to sign for the Denver Broncos. Frankly, the coaching position worked like that too. Guys were turning down Jacksonville before they even got a chance to interview them. Meanwhile, the Denver Broncos had their first pick. Um, yes, this is a Russell Wilson effect. This is a Nathaniel Hackett effect to be able to get quality guys like this um, for you know, a, a good price without having to overpay. How about thank you, George Payton, for hiring Nathaniel Hackett and trading for Russell Wilson and doing what he's done in such a short time on the job, the players he's added, the draft classes he's had. I mean, George Payton has been a revelation for this Broncos franchise. So thank you, George. Humbly. I agree. Um, you know, talking about Montreal, Washington, and, you know, the the special teams guys took – no, no, no. The 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 You are all completely 100% responsible as the general manager for your draft. No one's going to remember who the special team coach was if you bust as your draft <laughs> with a draft pick. Not you're going to bust in the fourth or fifth round, but but period. It's the it's the general manager's name on that. He has to make those decisions. Speaking of decisions to be made, and uh, I don't know if you've got an answer for this one. I, I don't. I don't know the back end of the roster well enough to say who are the five being cut tomorrow. Um, you know, the guys that we typically say, okay, those are camp bodies. Those are not going to be part of the 53 again i don't have them committed to memory so to speak without bringing up our lads and reading from the back end of the depth chart saying not long ago everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl not anymore the biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names clothes identities and bodies Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. These are pretty good, pretty good candidates to be cut. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to throw out a few names. Zach Johnson, the offensive lineman, because he was pretty terrible against the Cowboys. I'm going to say they cut a, uh, a running back. I don't know if it'll be Stevie Scott or Max Borgie because Melvin Gordon is back at practice now. Um, maybe like a wave uh, injured designation for Tyree Cleveland, considering I don't think he has much of a chance of making the 53. I think those are a few names. Um, and I had a dark horse and I can't think of it. Oh, the dark horse that could get cut tomorrow. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm just throwing it out there. Jamar Johnson. Okay. Because behind Simmons and Kareem Jackson, I know I don't, I wouldn't like it either, but Caden Stearns is there. And then PJ Locke made an interception on Saturday and he's been talked up by the media and the coaching staff as well. So that's my dark horse, but I don't, I hope it doesn't happen. I think it'll be a little too soon for him um, to be, to be cut uh, this early, but you're talking about running backs, you know, Jaquan Hardy, Stevie Scott, Max Borgie are still there. The three that you have, you know, we know the three that are pretty safe. Uh, again, I'm, I'm looking at the, at the list, here, the list here. There are 13 wide receivers you know, um, could it be one of those guys, you know, Darius Shepard, uh, you know, Brandon Johnson listened fourth, but he ain't going anywhere right now. Hell, he's got a chance to push the 53. So um, looking on the offensive line, one of the first guys in was, uh, was Quinn Bailey. I'm, I believe he started at left tackle. Um, See ya. He wasn't very good. I mean, he didn't strike me as a, as a NFL caliber player on a 53, um, you know, that was to, to Nathaniel credit, uh, Nathaniel Haggis credit. He's not going to come out and say, Hey, what was wrong with the running game? Well, you know, we, the left side of our line, look who we had starting. Uh, he's not going to come out and say that he's going to protect his guys. And, but we, we can say that, um, the left side of the offensive line were guys that aren't going to be playing hopefully any snaps at all for the Denver Broncos, uh, regular season snaps. So thanks for the, uh, Thanks for the stars, Phil. Andrew Baker coming with some stars also. He says, sup, fam, damnly. That, that's that's all y'all. That's all us. Love the Zach and Scott show as much as I hate to wait. I don't want to see Russ until week one. Uh, I, I agree. I thought the temptation, Zach, might be a little too strong for first time, first year head coach, new quarterback, home game, first game. I thought they might roll him out there for uh, a series, um, but if you didn't if you didn't play him in week one, I don't see it. in in the first game under those circumstances. I see absolutely zero reason to have him go out there at all. I think honestly, uh, Hackett could have been spooked a little bit by the Tim Patrick injury because he saw how quickly you can lose someone and it changes your whole offense. And if you right. lose Russell Wilson, then you don't have an offense pretty much. So. I get the temptation. I understand why Broncos fans want to see Russ on the field, but is it worth it him playing a series or maybe a quarter at most and risking injury to your franchise player? No, keep them locked away. Keep them on the sidelines until Seattle. I promise they'll be fine. Like you said, Scott, they've been throwing together and he's been throwing to his receivers for since March. So it's what five months now. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, they put in plenty of work again. Um, it's it, football is a game of emotion, you know, so being able to be patient, good, good for you, coach Hackett. Cause it'd be tough. It would be tough. You want to get out there and you want to show everybody what you can do, but you know what? You're just going to have to wait. Cause uh, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm always the last one to open up my presents on Christmas. They, you know, the, the kids are bringing them out and stuff. I, I kind of hoard mine. Like once I open up all my presents, I got no more presents to open. I like having that. So I like the anticipation. I like the wait. And Dylan, um, Dylan Van Arks is doing the uh, Lord's work behind the scenes. Uh, there's somebody coming here trolling. And I went to just said, okay, I've had enough and block them. And I got the air already been done. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you very much for keeping, uh, keeping the chat running smoothly. That's why Dylan gets the big books. <laughs> um. So we're at 35 minutes here and we're just kind of cruising along. I'm trying to, trying to catch up with the chat just a little bit. Um, what are some things you hope to see that uh, a little different, you know, uh, some improvements, um, some, some things that you, you think you could see this week against the bills that could be a little bit different. Again, I'll say it. I don't want to see any injuries. I don't want to see another Jonas Griffith play out, but they got to fix the running game, Scott, and they have to fix their run defense to give up 140 yards on the ground to the Cowboys when you've invested so much in your defensive line. And I realize they didn't have their starters on the field, but they have to rely on their backups too. And their backups were pretty trash in run defense. So I want to see those two areas get better in preseason week two. Looking at the PFF grades for whatever they're worth, do you know who the worst ranked defender was for the Denver Broncos? Oof. I don't know. No idea. Uwazariki. Uwazarike wow. was. Um, that surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Um, I I saw some things that I like, but you know, one, two, three of the bottom five were McTelvin Ajim, Marquis Spencer, Uwazarike. Two of those guys had been talked about as being starters in that third spot on the defensive line uh, next to next to uh, the, the Jones gentleman, either McTelvin Ajim or Awazarike. Having a fifth round, Awazarike is a project. He was picked late for a reason. You know, we're excited that you're able to get him at that level, but he was picked that late because he, he is, if you check out his relative athletic score and all that kind of stuff, he's, he's built more like an offensive tackle. Um, but I did see a nice stunt where he came around and, you know, showed off some of his athleticism. You're like, okay, there's the flash you're looking for, but he's not ready. Um, Deshaun Williams being held out of this game, uh, tells you a little something. Nick brought up that point this morning about, you know, Deshaun Williams, not playing Draymond Jones, not playing DJ Jones, not playing gives you a pretty good idea how good, how much they feel about, uh, about Deshaun. Cause we know how they feel about Draymond and DJ. Those are all your starters on the defensive line. I mean, the first Broncos depth chart kind of gave that away, and I was like, wow, look at Deshaun Williams, a holdover from the Fangio era. Now he's starting for uh, Giro Evero and Nathaniel Hackett. So, yeah, not having the big bodies up front and Mike Purcell and all them, that's why you were gashed, but it still has to be fixed because that can mm -hmm. cut it come week one in Seattle. Not even Yeah, because like you said, you're still going to count on those guys to have to play minutes. To be fair, I liked Ajim much better as the 3-4 end than when he went in because there was a lot of times where there were two defensive tackles and two stand-up ends in a four-man front. And when I saw Ajim go into that defensive tackle spot, um, I, I didn't think he he held up as well 
as he did when he was playing uh, the the 3-4-N spot. Mike Reno coming in with some stars, uh, following up on our Russell Wilson conversation. He says, I'm glad Russell is not playing this preseason. He has enough experience to skip this orchestrated injury period. (laughs) That's, you know, that's not a bad way to put it. Um, Because if you're, Zach mentioned the Tim Patrick uh, injury and being spooked. And if he needed any more of that type of uh, scary feeling, snap two probably took care of that for him with Jonas Griffith going down and dislocating his elbow. Man, you want, I mean, can you imagine, you know, oh, we're going to go out there and have a series. It's going to be fun. And, you know, you lose Russell Wilson in a preseason game. Ugh. Yeah, no. Keep him mothballed. Keep him mothballed. As Chris Hernandez says, coming in with some, some, uh, some stars as well. It says, keep them healthy. Nice to see leaders on the sideline finally. Go Broncos. Uh, and Andrew Baker comes in and says, this is a great question, Andrew. Uh, what starters should we see play against Buffalo? I don't know. I, I really don't. Is there anyone that you're comfortable risking? You know, is there any? I, Joe Schober, considering he got kind of starters reps today, I think you're going to see him <laughs> on the field. Um, who else would you really want out there though? The answer to me is no one let the backups take the brunt and keep the starters healthy. So, um, that's who I was going to say is eventual starters. Not maybe somebody you thought of as being a starter coming in, but but Joe Schobert, I'd I'd like to see him get some snaps in the preseason, you know, get him. He hasn't been putting in the same work that the, I'm sure he's been, you know, at his trainer's place. He's, he's probably got his own trainer and he's been working out and all that stuff. That's not the same as playing football. Um, so I'd like to see him out there. Um, Albert Okawebanam got a lot of snaps. Yep. Uh, I'd like to see him continue to put in some work. Baron Browning got some a bunch of snaps. And frankly, he might start week one. You know, with Randy Gregory coming off the pup list just now, uh, he hasn't seen any live bullets yet. Do you want him starting week one when in, in a few weeks? Probably not. So Baron Browning could be a starter come, you know, come, uh, come week one. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him get a few more snaps as well. Yeah. They're like almost starters that you want to see on the right. field. Like Mike Boone, for example, the third string running back. But, you know, you brought up the point yesterday about Baron Browning, Scott, he kind of went down for a second against the Cowboys and we all held our breath on special teams. Please on special teams. Don't let no. that happen. And against Buffalo, please no injuries. I can't take anymore. Yeah. Um, Definitely, definitely not good. Um, but that, that's a great question. Who else? Um, I, I was a little surprised, Andrew, in Broncos country here, that Lloyd Cushenberry was mothballed to the same extent that Bowles. Um, and, you know, I heard Bowles say last week, um, you know, the five of us met as starters. I'm like, huh. Garrett Bowles just said the five starters are picked. And it's Reisner, Miners, Anderson, Cushenberry, Bowles. That's it. Um, until, uh, until they get some, something figured out with, uh, with the right tackle and everybody starts getting healthy. We know who the stars are. These competitions for the spots are over. A couple other guys are Michael Ojemudia in the secondary, and he looked pretty bad to me. I'm not a big Ojemudia fan. Damari Mathis, I think, took his spot. He'll get some playing time as well. And I already mentioned one guy, Jamar Johnson. You know, how does he fit? If he does, if he's not cut by then, how does he fit in to this Broncos defense, that battle between him and P.J. Locke for likely the last safety spot? It's going to be fun to see play out. So the pro football focus giveth, pro football focus taketh away. Um 
Michael Ojemudia was ranked fairly low. He, he had a, one of those red numbers on there, 39.2. But they have Jamar Johnson as the fifth best defender on the field. <laughs> I'll take it. So, again, that's one of those where, you, you again, take it. They're good guides. They are pro, PFF's a nice guide. And I also like to look at it, um, you know, snap counts, that kind of stuff, all there that they keep track of everything for you. Um, and just kind of see what, what they agree on some things. Um, let's see who else we wanted to talk about here a little bit before we get going. We're at 43 minutes, so we're getting pretty close here. Um, unless anybody has any burning questions, uh, Phil comes in with one, one last question as we're getting close to ending the show. Um, he says, how many safeties do you think we keep? It's gotta be at least four in this kind of defense and today's NFL, you need uh, more defensive backs. So, you know, two are locks. You have Simmons and Kareem Jackson. I think Hayden Stearns is pretty much a lock. It comes down to PJ lock versus uh, Jamar Johnson. And so far, I think PJ is winning that battle. Yeah. I, I, that was someone that Nick asked me this morning. I felt kind of bad. He's like, did you watch the secondary much? I'm like, no, I, I really didn't. The first I, I watched it twice. And I really paid attention to the trenches the, the most. Cause for me, those were the biggest questions for first team places were were the trenches you know we're 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 talking about two and three on uh in the secondary you know who's going to be the back the the starters are pretty well locked up so this weekend against the bills i'll definitely take a uh a better look and uh, gonna get a good look at charlie dominguez here who is coming in with some stars so thank you very much charlie but Zach, unless there's anything just burning on your mind real quick, well, um, one more with Mike uh, before we go. It says Michael O is a hard charger, but always six six inches from making the play, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah, almost is uh, – I wanted to get a shirt a long time ago that said, you know, close, is, close only counts, horseshoe and hand grenades, and Larry Fitzgerald. Um, <laughs> but when you're a corner, close definitely does not – is not quite good enough. Um, so I, I agree with you. He's just – it's one of those where a half a step of anticipation and experience, and maybe you got a world beater here. Um, but he's not, he's just not quite there. Uh, on that note, Zach, I think we could probably call it a night and get ready for, uh, get ready for the rest of the week. Yeah, I'll add one more thing about Ojemudia. You know, everyone else in the Broncos secondary, it seems like, Scott, they've thrived because Evero was a secondary coach, but one player who hasn't has been. Uh, Ojemudia, you know, even Damari Mathis, Jaquan McMillian, these rookie players have looked better than Ojemudia, who by now is a veteran. So if he's not going to, if the light bulb doesn't come on now, you have to wonder if it ever will. And right. Ojemudia to me is way more on the spectrum of the um, Yadams and Brendan Langley's of the world than he is a worthwhile investment as a former third round pick. That's what I feel about. And, you know, he missed an entire season when he got that, that hamstring injury, you know, it seemed bad enough at the time. It's like, man, you know, I'm glad it wasn't a knee, you know? Yeah. You don't want ever want it to be an ACL or an Achilles, but you know, third on the list of things you don't necessarily want is a bad hamstring injury. You know, those are the ones that they're, they're just, they're like voodoo. They just pop up when you least expect them like a bad penny. So on that note, like a bad penny, I'll have to see you tomorrow. I keep popping up all over the place. I'll be back for Broncos for breakfast, but I think Zach's going to get us out of here. Yes, I am now. That's going to do it for the...
Mile High Huddle Podcast. Thank you once again, Scott, for filling in for Chad. I think Chad's back for Thursday's podcast, but be sure to catch Scott tomorrow, as he said, on Broncos for Breakfast. Also tomorrow night is Building the Broncos. Be sure to check that out. But in the meantime, until we see you guys Thursday, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. Scott on Twitter at Scout Kennedy. Myself at Kelberman NFL. If you haven't, go to HuddleUpPod.com and get yourself a t-shirt, get yourself a long-sleeve coffee cup, hat, a whole bunch of goodies like Scott's demonstrating right there. HuddleUpPod.com. Check it out. And Facebook.com slash MileHuddlePod. Like that page and follow that page. And ignore my squeaky voice. If you haven't, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some merch each and every single month. But if anything, as you see ticking below you, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you do see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow, Scott, and reach more Broncos fans just like y'all. Any last words? Nope. Uh, you know, if you're coming in after the fact, you watch this on YouTube, leave a comment. I check them all out. You know, if yeah. you, if uh, sometimes I have to say, I didn't say that, you know, I don't, I don't mind. <laughs> I get in trouble enough for the things I do say, let alone when people are putting words on my mouth. So I, I'm reading. So make sure you, you leave us a comment uh, after the fact. I, I go in and check and I and enjoy those things. So just because we are not live doesn't mean we're going anywhere. We're just a click away. Have a great start to your week, guys. We'll see you Thursday. Be sure to check out Chad and I going forward every day this week on Mile High Sports at 98.1 FM in Denver. Take care, and as always, guys, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.